0: Is funny about that? <laughs> oh, it's so What's jocular? funny about saying it's hello? Very jocular.
1: Oh, you're a jocular guy. Yeah, who's the
0: happiest vampire, Count Jocular. Oh, <laughs> That's quite a good joke. That is really good. That's really good, everyone. That's
1: classic humour.
0: That's so funny.
1: That's hall of fame of jokes humour.
0: Uh, oh, there's a fly near my face. It's because I stink. Um,
1: oh, I've got It's My Life do whatever I want to do in my head. No one's
0: going to know what that is. They're going to think it's that other stick song called a, It's My
1: Life. Stick a link in the in the um, show notes. Yes. It's my life.
0: Do hey, whatever, whatever I want to do. It's my life. Go wherever, go wherever I, I want to go. go. Hello, everyone. and Welcome to Be We had a week off last week, as you probably noticed. But we did not have a week off. No, we are exhausted. Yeah. We oh. were filming for... Our YouTube channel, a big uh, thing that we crowdfunded last year. Some of you, I think.
1: That's not coming out until it. next January, though. Yeah,
0: it's coming out next January. But uh, given that Sanya and I are pretty much the, the main production team. Yeah, a production
1: <laughs> team of two.
0: Yeah, so we started last Monday and it took us nine hours to build the set. Pretty much just the two we, of us. With a we did bit no. Of help. We got
1: we had help from our friend Jake.
0: Yeah, Jake helped us out with the lights and, and putting stuff up. His
1: cool LCD panels. No, LCD. Yeah, this is what's, what's pod. the they word? Don't really, they don't really care. LED. They don't. Care. That he actually made himself.
0: We'll save this for for patrons. Okay. Yeah. Um. So we were doing that and we're just exhausted now because it was five days in the studio and I feel like I've got flu. Oh dear. <laughs> um but anyway but here we are we're, we're still bringing you a bianpop because we are dedicated to your pleasure <laughs> vib, okay. vib for okay. your pleasure <laughs> sanya's I'm
1: speechless speechless
0: uh before we get into we're basically we're wrapping up the the whole marbles era now with the the rest of our letters yes uh, so sorry if you wanted to say a bit meatier but there's some really good letters i think this week
1: Oh, I haven't read them. I read I, I think read you were them. reading
0: them this morning.
1: No, I was reading the blog post that was linked in the first letter.
0: Okay, We'll get to that in a minute.
1: So yeah, yeah. I like the letters to be a surprise.
0: Yes. Look, I said there's some really good letters this week I haven't read them either
1: Oh, Paul uh, Rose But you
0: were you. I thought you were reading the letters Going, this is really good No,
1: the blog post was really good Okay,
0: well, we'll, we'll put a link to that But um, there is some Marillion news uh, Cruise to the edge Apparently went really well Some people were very emotional
1: Oh, why? Uh, because
0: of care Because of care Yeah From You mean I've like non-Marillion
1: online, fans
0: or I don't know
1: Oh, that's exciting That's
0: exciting Something to look forward to in Leicester Yeah. Yeah. Um, Went very well, apart from (laughs) two members of the band getting COVID.
1: Oh.
0: Rothers and Ian.
1: I hope they're feeling better by Leicester.
0: Yeah, well, I hope they're feeling better by Stockholm this weekend.
1: (gasps) Oh, yeah. Because, like, even if you feel, like, even if you test negative, it can leave you quite fatigued for three weeks. Yeah. So I just hope that they're in, I hope they're feeling up to it. Yeah. And they don't push themselves too hard. When I had it, it didn't really feel like it affected my lungs the way Delta did. It was more right. up, up in the nasal cavity in your
0: head. Right.
1: But, I mean, it might be different for everyone.
0: Yeah. Anyway, we wish them all the best. We do. And Rother's wife, Joe. Oh, yeah. She got it too.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: Mm. Oh, my goodness. Well,
1: that's like when you're on a cruise ship. Things like that can spread like wildfire. Yeah,
0: that's, they're basically plague ships, aren't they, waiting to happen? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, there's also some other news. They finally announced the Merillion Weekend 2019 DVD. Oh, DVD. CD. Oh, yeah,
1: 2019. Oh, my God. Uh, I thought you meant the next Merillion Weekend.
0: No, no. However, however it's not going to be a complete set, because unfortunately Tim Sidwell, who filmed it shortly... Uh, after the start of the first lockdown, had a break-in and had all the footage stolen, including the backups.
1: No way, they stole the backups. Yeah. Oh, never keep your backups with your original copies.
0: Where would you put them?
1: In a completely separate place. Yeah. But maybe they were in a completely separate place and someone went looking for them, Mm. which means they knew what they were doing. They They
0: just stole the hard drives. They didn't know what was on them. Wow I very much doubt it was it was Meridian fans burgling Tim Sidwell's offices. So what we're getting are uh, we, we are fortunately apparently the Friday night was recorded separately in Leicester yeah so the Port Zealand shows we're only getting the Sunday that's the only one they've managed to recover and then there are a couple of they're listed as extras a couple of tracks from the Saturday in Port Zealand. I don't know, and um, oh, sorry, and then from Sunday in Leicester, this this train is my life, Uh, including the amazing moment with the finger lights. Oh, I imagine we're going to get finger lights this time in uh, Leicester.
1: You do imagine?
0: Bloody cut She can
1: work. She can't open it, but she also hasn't got the strength to push it open. Okay, she has got the strength. Bloody crypt opening.
0: (laughs) <laughs> <is> count Jocular, Ha ha ha! I've underbad your neck! <laughs> He's really happy. He's really happy. Um Yeah, so well, do you want me to tell you what we're getting on there? Yeah. It's, so it's gonna be a four C D set. I don't know if the four C D set includes the Saturday night. I don't know if they've recorded the audio set or whether that's gone as well. It doesn't say. Oh right. Yeah. Oh. I don't know. But the DVD will be um, two discs both stereo and 5.1 surround, mixed by Mike Hunter. So we're getting on the Sunday, if you remember this, it was The Happiness is the Road Night.
1: I still can't get over that they stole the backups as well.
0: Yeah, yeah. So uh, basically, Man from Planet Marzipan. Then we get the whole of the Essence disc in order. Followed by No Such Thing, Real Tears for Sale, Invisible Ink. Lovely. Uh, Whatever is wrong with you, Somewhere else, sky above the rain and one tonight.
1: Nice. That's
0: nice, wasn't it? That was nice. That was I, I tell lovely. You, looking at these these track listings, I don't remember any of this. <laughs> Someone had a little bit too much to drink. Oh well that Sunday I bloody did, Jesus.
1: Was Christ. that Vom Day? Sunday Vom yes, Day. Yes,
0: dear, that was Vom Day. Uh, you kept to yourself, didn't you? I tried to. Well, no, now now everyone who listens to our podcast knows. So mm. <laughs> uh, so the Friday from Leicester. Uh, King of Sunset Town, Bed in the Sea, Uninvited Guests, Season's End. Yeah. Oh, because it was there, there. Now, I've had s- a slight issue with Anthony, our friend Anthony here, over hmm. what the theme was. The theme was them recreating little tour snippets from the tours of the various albums. Right. Anthony claims that wasn't what they were doing. Anthony claims that what they were doing was just going through the albums in order and playing a few songs from each. It wasn't. They were literally trying to recreate.
1: I mean, isn't it kind of a similar thing?
0: No, because albums in order would have kind of been tours
1: in order, loosely. No, 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 no. No. Surely. no,
0: because they try to recreate the staging. So that's why you got, oh. for instance, uh, yeah, so H would wear. What he oh, was right. sort of wearing on the tour. So you've got Season's End. Well, he was sort with, of wearing. Sort of wearing. Season's End with the big white shirt, uh, the magic gloves with, during Uninvited Guest, the rainbow window that came down. They did all that, which they haven't done in the year since. That was the whole oh. theme. Anthony, no, no. that, no, not that. That's not what they did.
1: It's not how Anthony sounds.
0: It is. That is his voice. That was actually a recording of him. It wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Really realistic recording.
0: Uh, so basically you say, yes, you get four from Season's End, then you get Splintering Hearts. Because this is the thing, they opened each of these little mini sets mm. with the opening song that they from, did from Oh, right, from right, 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 right,
1: yeah. Oh, I haven't listened to Splintering Heart in over a year.
0: Yeah. So that was how they tried that to do That was a it. long time ago. So you've got a kind of mini version of Brave, uh, like truncated... Then a bit of Afraid of Sunlight. But unfortunately, they didn't complete it all because we haven't got the Saturday night. Well, they did Uh, complete it all, but anyway. So the extras, you get Saturday in Port Zealand, Estonia in This Strange Engine from the This Strange Engine tour and album. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then, yeah, the Sunday in Leicester, This Train is my my life, including the finger lights moment. So there you go. That's exciting. It's not quite... When's that due out? Oh. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, It says... Uh oh, oh, soon. Very available well purchase at the Stockholm weekend, and then shortly afterwards Just at this the record weekend. Records shop. Huh. Yeah, so we might get it in Leicester. Cool. I was looking through the comments to see if Lucy had said anything about whether the audio from the Saturday night was saved. Uh, I couldn't find Maybe you anything. need to ask the question. Maybe I do, maybe if I cared enough. We'll find out. Um, but well you then... do
1: care because this is the second time you've mentioned it in fifteen minutes.
0: Anyway, there is uh there is a there is a comment on there though that says, Why did H tell me to F off on the pool <gasps> upper deck, presumably on the cruise? Seemed like a nice guy on the plane travelling back together. Hopefully he was only being jocular. Count jocular. Oh, oh! What's going on? What's going on <laughs> with the use of the word jocular? Maybe because you'd read that comment uh, earlier, and the in. word was yeah. It's like I'm stealing people's material. <laughs> uh, so, so, um, yeah. So I would just leave that there, shall we? Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I uh, I'm looking forward to that because I really don't. I, I suppose there was part of me that was. Um, yeah, as, as we've discussed at length, I don't like albums in order. And so I think I was a little bit disappointed at that weekend in that I knew we were roughly kind of what we were going to get in terms of eras mm. in order. I like when it's just mixed up. With, yeah. You know, which is why I'm quite looking forward to particularly, even though it's not all my favourite songs The Sunday night in uh, in Leicester because cause it's a real mishmash of songs not played in any particular order. Yeah. I, that I like... You know, just to kind of... Because uh, it's like a mixtape, you know. you don't, Yeah, you don't know, know
1: what you're going to get.
0: Yeah, although well, we do. Cause
1: we I mean, you say that, but I kind of seem to remember you bouncing up and down quite a lot on that su- Sunday night.
0: Well, as we've established, someone was drunk.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it looked like you were enjoying it yeah, very, Sunday very, night. Much. No,
0: No, the Sunday night's great. I mean, I know it was an album in order. Yeah. But the thing is with the Happiness Is The Road album doesn't get played very often. Right. So... What, what I like is either stuff that doesn't get played often or stuff that's just a, a mishmash of, of different songs.
2: Ah, you know, got and, it. And the, the jo-
0: this is why I want them to do Somewhere Else next year, because yeah. they really don't play a lot of that album. And, you know, they certainly don't play a lot of Happiness is the Road, uh, particularly because a lot of those songs don't really work on their own. You know, they're kind of almost like segues from one piece of music to another. Hmm, Um, yeah interesting huh huh
1: very interesting yeah
0: so uh i'm looking forward to watching that back shame about the saturday
1: yeah Um, i know
0: yeah
1: who steals hard drives
0: hard drive thieves yeah i know yeah i'm gonna have a look at the set list uh for the saturday night
1: set list city you mean set the saturday night from the 2019
0: thing Yeah, yeah 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 i'm just curious uh so the Saturday night uh, it isn't in order. This is this is the uh This is Montreal, I'm assuming it's the same as what we got in, in Port Zealand. So they obviously opened with the Marillion.com bit. So you got Interior Lulu built in bastard radar Enlightened and one fine date. Now I remember being disappointed with that because at the previous Marillion weekend we'd got the whole of com and I didn't see the point of them repeating a big chunk of it. Right. Uh then you got uh Randomly, Ocean Cloud and Fantastic Place. Then you got When I Meet God and The Fruit of the Wild Rose, and then Genie. And then you've got a bit of This Strange Engine. So, an accidental man separated out of Stania, and This is the 21st Century. So, and then This Strange Engine is the final encore. So, it, it, I don't know, it's a really weird set list because it's sort of partly, you know, chunk, songs chunked together in order, some of them, but some and of them are not. mixed aren't. up. Yeah. I don't know, really weird set list. Yeah, looking at it, nothing on that really gets me very excited, so I'm glad it got lost. <laughs> wow.
1: That's the attitude to have.
0: <laughs> Paul, you used to be so caring. Yeah, not anymore. Um right. cut that out because that's an in-joke. No, I might leave that in, but let people speculate.
1: It wasn't me that said it originally.
0: Yeah, my wife knows I've always been you always caring. This this lacking. This, This (laughs) yeah. All right, shall we do the first... Letter. Marbles letter. Uh, Okay, so
1: this letter, I'm not sure we've read this actual letter out before, because it was sent in quite a few months ago. We might have read his letter out before, but with it, he'd included a link to a blog post that he'd written about marbles, and I didn't want to read that blog post until we'd done our episodes on marbles. And I'm glad I didn't because it may have really influenced my view and my interpretation of the songs. It's a good blog post. But, um, yeah, no, it is. It's a really good blog post. Which we'll
0: put a link to it in the ep description.
1: Yeah. Um, so I'm not sure if, should we read his letter out and try and decide whether we've already read his letter out?
0: Um.
1: Or just say... Let's um, not.
0: Let's not, because I think we might have done. Let's just tell what we've written. Yeah, so it's it's a
1: blog post from John Sturm.
0: Storm, pronounced Storm. He even oh, yeah, says Storm, at the end, it. Storm. That's it. Because I said, "Oh,
1: my friend from Australia, Jody Storm, that I grew up with, and I love her surname." Um, but I just wanted to bring up a couple of points that he made in the blog post without giving away. Like I think it's definitely worth reading his post in its entirety because okay. it's very thoughtful and insightful. But not out on the podcast. Um, it's too long So the first one isn't about marbles It's just he said when he was first introduced to Marillion It was from a live album And he said that that's always a good way to discover new music because, Well,
0: uh, so was I And it was a bad way to discover Marillion
1: Ah, yeah, well this is the question I wanted to ask What's your opinion on on that? Or or discovering albums because he says like I think he said like you get like the immediate vibe from the music Mm. and can hear songs from different eras and then you can pick and choose which ones to go
0: to follow up on. I get that. I mean, for years my only the only Simple Minds album I had was Live in the City of Lights, which is an amazing live album. Uh, And when I finally heard some of the album versions of those songs. They weren't as good as the live versions. Oh right! Now the first Meridian I ever heard was real to real. I'm sure I've talked about it on this podcast, which was lent to me by a boy called Ian Grewcock
1: We remember. Yes, we'll never forget
0: Ian Grewcock No. Why did he never get anyone taking the piss out of his name? It's beyond me. Yeah, there's so much you could do with that. I mean, maybe (laughs) if if
1: his name was Shrunkcock, then it would be different. (laughs) But you know, it's like. He just thought he was really cool because
0: Ian, Ian micro penis. <laughs> What's the matter? You appear to freeze. When yeah, I, met I just it, wanted but... to
1: leave that with silence afterwards,
0: anyway. Um, all right, so yes, yeah, so it's, it's different strokes for different folks. Part of the reason why I don't think I uh responded to Real to Real is because he re- just banged on about Marillion so much, it put me off. I was immediately kind of. I don't know, had the defences up. And right. also, you know, that album starts with Assassin and, you know, I thought, what is this? Some sort of weird Eastern music.
1: Oh, yeah, I remember uh, you saying and that. And
0: I didn't get much beyond that. So... Hmm. <laughs> Until
1: how long later? Well,
0: when Ka- Katie came out, whenever that was, so the following year.
1: Oh, okay. Uh, you didn't wait that long then. No,
0: I also broke the tape that he sent me.
1: Oh, poor... Because I was
0: with my mate John.
1: And oh, we- no. we were...
0: I was trying to. Show. i let's was showing not, off. Let's
1: not blame it on John. No, no, I'm we not. know. No, we no, know. No, I'm not. I'm not. Who, John would have done the this. The instigator I, would have been. I was
0: trying to show off, and so I ripped the tape out of the tape machine, and it snapped. And then <gasps> oh, I tried, my glue husband it. Is a wild I tried gluing it back together with copy decks. <laughs> um, I was like, I'm was i not listening to that rubbish. Oh no! Anyway, whatever. What an oh. horrible child I was. Poor. Right. Oh, and I, 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 I oh. wanted to
1: say a couple more oh, things yes. as well. Still continuing on the theme of live albums. Um, I believe that Stormy's um, first live album was...
0: Stormy Weather. No, he
1: went for the album with the long songs Size Matters from 2010. Oh, wow. Okay. And he said... That when he first heard the opening closing tracks from Marbles, they became his definitive versions ah. of those two tracks. Ah. And I wanted to hear your opinion on that
0: about whether live versions can be definitive versions. No,
1: That's whether you agree that the versions of Invisible Man and Neverland off
0: size matters.
1: Size matters for you. I don't are... remember
0: size. I know the album because I remember the I remember the night at, at the Marillion Weekend. But I, I can't remember those specific versions. I mean, I, I, um, I'm not a big believer for me personally in saying live versions of certain songs are definitive because I think what's on the what's on the record is the definitive version. You can have live versions that look. I don't want a load of crowd noise over my bloody. Oh, <laughs> it
1: at adds the end to of the each song. it adds to the texture.
0: Live albums have their place. I'll tell you, a really good Marillion live album was Anorak in the UK. That was a really good Marillion live album.
1: I've never even heard of that one.
0: Yeah, it was was the Anoraknophobia tour. Really good. Interesting. There's some really good versions of the tracks on that. Cool. Cool.
1: I've got two more points, sorry, from Stormy's blog post. One that I hadn't thought of when we were... Discussing the album He was talking about Marbles 2 And how So he sees Marbles as a concept album Yeah And My last point is going to Connect to that Theme Um, He says that Marbles 2 He feels Looks at the yearning feelings We have for childhood When things were easier And uncomplicated Mm. And I thought that's a really good Insight into it So you've got all these Complicated emotions And Things that H is working through and all the main songs, and then the marbles interludes kind of being like, Oh, yeah, remember when times were simpler.
0: Mm. And then, yeah, a little, that's a really good point. I like that.
1: Yeah, I really like that. And he had lots of good points like, like that, which, if you want to hear them, read the blog post. And the last one that I will mention is is that he even managed to connect Drilling Holes into the concept theme Wow. Okay. or his concept theme for the album. And I might just read out what he wrote. Uh, he said, In Drilling Holes we see the battle between the two, the ordered and clinical mind trying to keep the fanciful and erratic emotive heart at bay. The moment when you figuratively lose your mind at the decisions you made, the choices you took, and the words you said the people you hurt, all those bundled up into one soul-searching session. It's a, it's that moment when you argue with yourself about whether you've made the biggest mistake of your life and not knowing the answer. So there you go. Wow. Um. Yeah, and his overall op- opinion of Marbles was, it's not just a collection of songs to me, but a world of emotion, highs and lows, and moments that make me cry, smile and sing. And also I would I really love his... um. Insight into Ocean Cloud as well, which please go and read it.
0: Okay, go and read it, everyone. Well done, Stormy. Yeah. Stormy on your, weather. On Stormy. Yeah, Stormy. All right, I'll read the next letter from uh, HDE.
1: In the, in the email, he signs it, at, or she, in the email, they sign or they. it. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. In the email, they sign it as capital H, small d, and capital E. So I was trying to figure out what that stands for. Holidays Dom Eden.
0: Okay, probably not that, no. <laughs> probably not that. <laughs> anyway, you're getting a nickname, and that nickname is HRT.
1: <laughs> hormone hormone replacement therapy. Yes. Lovely.
0: Lovely. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lovely. Um, all right so hrt says i just wanted to throw some words at you after listening to the recent marbles coverage really fascinating stuff especially as it's an album where i've always found my thoughts on it tend to differ from those on so many other of so many other fans don't get me wrong i really like it let's just say that my ideas about which songs mark the high and low points tend to be quite different to other people's from what i can tell i found the stuff about ocean cloud especially interesting I think it's one of the best songs Marillion have ever written. Every time they put out a new song that stretches out beyond the 10 minute mark, I'm hoping it will be of the same quality, but they've never quite got there in my opinion. I thought it was interesting to hear Paul's comments on the way the different sections of the song flow into each other, especially in light of comments I've seen from the wider fan base about the longer songs on an hour before it's dark. I'm in that camp of fans that hasn't enjoyed the, way, enjoyed the way the longer songs on the new album seem to be made up of sections that don't feel like they sit properly together. It feels a bit contrived to me and the changes don't feel earned, if that makes sense. Almost as if pieces of different music have been glued together just for the sake of ending up with longer songs. It's dampened my enjoyment of the whole album if I'm honest, but that's just me. Ocean Cloud though marks the path a longer form of music should take for my tastes. I'm a sucker for songs that tell a proper story, this one packs a massive punch, and the way all of its parts ebb and flow into each other organically is sublime. I know it's much harder to compose music this way, but the end result is definitely stronger for it. It always conjures up a picture of an arduous, agonising journey for me, and it even feels like it plays out across the undulating surface, surface of an unforgiving sea. There are points where I can hear the band working together in perfect harmony. It's a brilliant example of a band painting pictures with sound. Really the kind of thing that makes me look at a group of musicians and wonder if they've, if what they're actually doing is magical instead of music. Keep it up, guys. Always get a kick out of hearing you discuss my favourite tracks, H-D-E stroke H-R-T. Uh, yeah, I, I totally get this whole... Um, we keep calling it cut and paste, which probably does it a disservice. I think it works better in some respects on an hour before it starts, just because the individual pieces are so strong. But I do still find care, for instance, quite jarring the way it kind of goes between those sections. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Um, yeah. And ocean cloud, it, it does come back to it somehow. Invisible man works as well for me, but so but ocean cloud is really the pinnacle of them doing a suite of music that. Feels like it all belongs together, whereas I've chosen to with with an hour before it's dark to see, for instance, Sierra Leone and Care as songs that run into one another rather than entire songs. Like, uh, you know, the, the Do ending, you
1: mean the parts in Care and yeah, parts yeah. within Sierra almost Leone almost as in
0: individual songs in themselves? Right. I mean something like, um, you know, well, the first part of Care, uh, maintenance yeah. drugs has it's nothing completely in different. common. With that end part, there's nothing, you know. They are totally polar opposites in terms of pieces of music, but thematically they fit. Yeah, thematically they do. But it's a concept song. Yeah, I'm not, and I'm not knocking it because Care is obviously brilliant. Yeah, uh, Care is obviously an amazing piece of music as a whole because each of the the, the parts that make it up are really strong individually. But I do think I do. Miss them doing more songs like Ocean Cloud, where it does. And also, for instance, um, well, Misplaced Childhood is, is a good example.
1: Mm, that's a beautiful example. You know,
0: of everything flowing. Yeah. In, into, even though. But it was of,
1: songs flowing into other songs. Yeah. Seamlessly.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Something like Kaylee hasn't got a lot musically in common with Blind Curve, for instance. Mm. But yet they somehow belong as one piece. Mm. So, I don't know. Um, yeah, it's the downside of the way they write this jamming process. And I don't know whether these days they just sort of step away and let Mike Mike Hunter do the work of putting it together rather than going, how do we make these flow more seamlessly?
1: Well, I mean, I suppose it could be done because you could get them doing the jamming then Mike Hunter putting them together and then sort of going, all right, now we need to jam some more bits hmm. to uh, connect these two sections yeah. more seamlessly. But that creates a
0: hell of a lot more work. Yeah. The 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 change is, well, okay, fine, but do it. You know, so what? <laughs> you know, I have to do things that are a lot more work in my day job. Than, yeah, but um, I mean,
1: it's a matter of taste in the end though. Yeah. Because some people like moi, some people don't mind the... I don't even want, I hesitate to say jarring because I don't find it jarring. Some people don't mind the contrast between mm. sections. As much as I love when parts blend seamlessly together and flow to, into each other, I don't mind contrast, like sudden contrast. I find that exciting. Mm. So it's a matter of taste, I think, in the end. Mm. And why would they put in like 10 times extra work?
0: When, for artistic for, merit, <laughs> for artistic well, reasons. Well, no,
1: because but it's not artistic for everyone. It's, it's a percentage of people yeah, that prefer it that way.
0: I'm not saying I prefer it one way or another, but I do think in terms of their long songs, Ocean Cloud is the one that I put up there as, as the pinnacle in terms of a piece of art. Mm. Because it absolutely feels like it has been thought through in a way that perhaps care hasn't and that's not to knock the quality of care because as i say again those individual pieces are beautiful Mm. but invisible man my favorite meridian song yeah there's little ways like you know when that bass starts up you know and it it builds and builds and builds into the next part rather than one part coming to an end another one stopping you know with a bit of reverb from the previous section kind of over it you know it it it's you, yeah, just, you just want
1: that extra little bit of flourish that connects the two.
0: Yeah, just to feel like we're going on a journey rather than a series of short trips.
1: Hmm. Well, yeah, I see what you mean.
0: Good. Uh, good.
1: I, well, I don't necessarily agree with you one hundred percent. I mean, I, you know, you see. <laughs> I'm happy that I'm. Ha- I love both. If they choose to do that, then, yay. And if they choose not to, and it still sounds good, then yay, yay for that as well.
0: Okay, do you want to read this next letter? I this will. This is a long one.
1: This one is from the Nick, the Colonel Sa- Saunders. I nearly said Sanders. Mm. I had a principal in primary school called Mrs. Saunders.
0: What a what a great piece of trivia. Yeah, for our it, listeners, everyone wants
1: to know that. Um, let's see. Nick says. Just listening to bianpod Marillion.com Postbag Edition again. So it seems I am New Zealand listener number three. And Brendan from CHCH ch-chuh, ch-chuh,
2: ch-chuh. lives
1: farther south than me in the North Island. I started listening in August 2021 And I managed to come across Bianpod on Spotify after I listened to Misplaced Childhood and it was recommended by Spotify. What? Spotify recommends podcasts?
0: I guess so. I didn't know that. If you like that, you might like this.
1: Oh, I thought they only recommended music. Ah. Oh, there you go. Learn something new every day. Yes, I am the cliche. I heard Kaylee in 1985 and bought Misplaced as a result and loved the album. Yes, my first daughter (laughs) born in 1987 is called Kaylee. As a result of me becoming a family man, working, studying, emigrating to New Zealand, and off to other things at that time, music largely fell off my radar, apart from Queen, who are still my favourite band. Hence, I didn't follow general music news, and therefore, I wasn't aware that the band was still going and had a different singer. That all changed last August. What? That all changed last August. Wow. Wow. No way! Mm, That's amazing. This is all doing, look. Wow! That all changed last August, and I listened through the whole of your Biampod back catalogue through August to October
0: 2021. Wowzers. Thank you,
1: Nick. Yeah, that's so amazing. And once I caught up, I have re-listened to the review of album episodes and listened to each album after listening to your opinion. At the time I started listening, you had reached Anorak. Thanks to you guys, I am now a Marillion fan and love a significant quantity of their Aww, output. Oh, we, we're doing a public five, service. Oh, yay. And high five Colonel Sanders, Saunders.
0: <laughs> God.
1: <laughs> so much so, I ordered the new album Deluxe Edition and finally, finally received it in late March and I bought a signed copy of Mark Kelly's autobiography and subscribed to the space to catch up on what I have missed. Wow. Whoa, you've gone like from zero to a hundred in a few months. Since you took so long to start Marbles. Sorry,
0: new album got in the way.
1: Yeah. I have actually listened to Marbles before your Marbles review episodes. At last I can add to your postpartum to put your post bag about an post, album.
0: Post barg. <laughs> I, <was like, laughs> your, your you I,
1: I always hope that you uh, miss those kind of mistakes and yet you always pick up on them. Marbles is a really good collection of songs and of the albums I have listened to so far is probably my favourite. Only outdone by An Hour Before It's Dark, which is fantastic, but that might be a re- as a result of it being the first of their albums since Misplaced that I have bought at the time of its release. I I I can relate to that because it's like Sounds That Can't Be Made was the first album that I heard that was new there's that was new, mm. that was released new since I'd known about Marillion. And it always has like a really soft spot in my heart because Aww. of that. Aww. Also because it's good. It's also good. Yeah, it's great. Okay, so here are Nick's rundown of the tracks. Invisible Man, great opener. Marbles 1 to 4, love the story aspect and the double meaning. Genie, nice builder, great guitar solo, awesome lyrics. The Only Unforgivable Thing, dreamy music, scary, unsettling lyrics. Oh. In a word, great. Fantastic Place, the lyrics and emotion, very touchingly wonderful. Great Crescendo, my favourite album, but only just. My favourite on the album, but only just. Ocean Cloud, again, loved the story and the way the band evoked the story musically is a masterpiece. The Damage, didn't warm to this one, but it is good in a live set. Thank you, The Space. Don't Hurt Yourself, nice slower interlude, then Mike and the Mechanics take over. (laughs) (laughs) Just nice. You're Gone. I like the build from the start. Nice rocky feel to this one. Great lyrical versions throughout. Visions. Visions. Okay, I can't read today. Great lyrical visions throughout. Angelina, (laughs) (laughs) ho-hum. Drilling Holes. Oh, wow. Drilling Holes, ho-hummer. Starts off like Led Zeppelin, but has Beatles-esque lyric. Neverland, Love This Closer, both here and live great guitar riff and unusual vocal style took ages for me to work out the lyrics at the end without looking them up which will which one's that which lyrics mm-hmm.
0: are they the ones at the end i'm not looking them up now okay I can't bothered
1: so thank you for the reintroduction to merillion and keep up the good work please start a petition for a merillion weekend on the gold coast Always be careful. I can tell being good is a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Regards, Nick the Colonel Saunders. Thank oh you, Nick. Oh, my God. Can I just say thank you, Nick, and I would so love to go to a Marillion Weekend on the Gold Coast. Well, f-
0: funnily enough, literally yesterday, yeah. um, I was because as I'm going through all the back issues of the web, which our friend Simon and Kate sent us, uh, I read an interview with, it was uh 2011 issue or something from around then where they got an interview with our friend Fraser, actually funny enough, with the, Meridian tour, the Australian Meridian Tour Action Group or something where they were oh, trying wow. to get, and they did like a photo call in front of the Sydney Harbour Bridge with like. A Meridian banner and stuff. get out
1: of here. Yeah,
0: didn't happen. Oh, <laughs> Still yeah, because Australia's
1: happened. so far away. Well, plus as well, they've
0: got like about twenty fans, and they all live in different states. <laughs> so, you know, um,
1: sorry, I'm just taking a jangly necklace off.
0: That's a good idea. should have done that taken, first. Yeah. yeah. I know. So, apologies for any jangling earlier in the episode. Uh, it wasn't wasn't a ghost. Marley's ghost. It was Bob, Bob Marley's.
1: <laughs> not Marley the dog from Marley and Me.
0: No. No, Jacob Bartley. Uh Yeah, so yeah, funny enough, yeah, reading that yesterday. They um, still haven't done it.
1: No, that's a shame.
0: Isn't it? It's a big shame.
1: Poor Australians
0: yeah. and New Zealand fans, they have to come here. Yeah. <laughs> well, they all Where do would anyway. be the closest
1: <laughs> Meridian weekend for them to get to from Australia and New, New well, Zealand? Well, the South
0: America ones, would, wouldn't they? That's southern. America. not hemisphere. sure.
1: Yeah, I think it's still quite far away.
0: Well, yeah, everywhere is.
1: Hmm. Anyway, interesting.
0: All right, the next letter is from Ed, Ed Case. Ah, Ed Ike, Ed, just Ed, Ed the Egg. <laughs> well, <laughs> what say? What?
1: To have, I don't know.
0: That's okay. left me speechless. Oh, he opens this one with "Please ignore the last email I sent it before <laughs> it was finished." Oh. <laughs>
1: I forgot to cut that bit
0: out. It's now been immortalised in the podcast. First off, many commiserations on Missing Poland. Thank you, Ed. I wasn't there either, but that was planned for reasons of small children. For what it's worth, I agree with you, Paul, about album nights. Although with a new record out, I think it's forgivable this year. Oh, totally. The new album yes i want to hear it because you know we've only ever heard be hard on yourself of my life so yeah i want to hear the whole thing in order that's fine next year the only excuse will be if one night is somewhere else and the others fugazi um i'm up for the whole of somewhere else in order because we don't get it very often i think we'll all be uh well hell would have frozen over when they do fugazi or any Fish Era album
1: why why would they do fugazi next year as well as somewhere else what would be... Is it an anniversary no, or something? No,
0: because it, it, it's 84 it came out, so... Oh. No. What
1: would be the reason?
0: What would be the reason, Ed? What's going on, Ed? Why, <laughs> why do you say Fugazi, Ed? Sanya wants to know. Why do you say Sanja's Fugazi? That's yes, random. Bit random, isn't it, Ed? Sanya's confused. <laughs> um, that was weird. Anyway, Marbles. It took me a long time to get to this album as I took a break from Merillion after Anorak. Talk about terrible timing. But as widely discussed, this strange engine was patchy and and Radiation.com were a bit flat, so even though I've got a mugshot on .com and my name in the Anorak booklet, I didn't really give Anorak the time it needed to bed in. Then when Marbles was announced as a double, I kind of sighed and didn't bother. So your anecdotes about it feeling like a great time of potential for the band make me very envious because I missed the whole thing. Some years later, a friend urged me to listen to sounds that can't be made, and I was right back into it, but that's another story. In a way, I think it's a patchy album, but it's also the first one I reach for. The thing is, it has 30 minutes of some of the very best music they've ever made in Ocean Cloud and Neverland. Both of these songs give me goosebumps every time, and Ocean Cloud in particular may be my very favourite Marillion song. Such a wonderful musical evocation of the ocean, and H's lyrics tell the story amazingly. Even the sidestep into his time bullied at school fits the theme. Enough has been said about Neverland, but all I'd add is the moment where Rother's guitar kicks in for the first wailing solo is one of the classic Merillium moments. But wait, you cry. What about Invisible Man? I was actually wondering that. He says, well, that's great too, of course. Musically, absolutely brilliant. But for me, the lyrics are just a bit on the nose for it to be at the top. Others are free to disagree. Otherwise, You're Gone is perhaps the greatest uplifting pop rock song they've ever made. But I don't subscribe to the cult of Fantastic Place. It's a cult. Hmm and nothing else would make it onto a greatest hits comp, would it? Still, for sit-back in blissful reverie moments, there's enough to mark the album as a career highlight. Maybe the highlight, but who knows? Maybe the highlight. Best wishes, Ed. Thank you, Egg. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I know what he means, but for me, the highs are so high on marbles that it elevates the whole album.
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They're so high. And there's so many of them. Yeah. Uh, that's true. Also... Um, I'm seeing quite a – so I used to think that Neverland was Merillion's most popular song. And now? And now I'm seeing quite a growing camp in the ocean cloud.
0: Well, yeah, but also we're forgetting this strange engine, which could well be really most popular song, yeah.
1: I knew it was up there, but – oh,
0: Yeah, someone shared with me recent years – our, our song polls, mm. and I think, yeah, this strange engine is still tends to be number one, not Neverland.
1: Oh,
0: Neverland's normally up there. What number two or something? Yeah, um, oh, script of for Justice Tear is often up there as well. Okay, okay, she says, Cool. Yeah. Um, so, uh, next letter from ne- Sa- Saturday night, da, 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 da. pretty baby. <laughs> so, you
1: look so confused, John Winfield.
0: Saturday night, da, 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 oh pretty baby, that was Wigfield, wasn't it? Not familiar with it. You don't know the song "Saturday Night" by Wigfield? No. Ah, oh, it's a classic.
1: Maybe I know the song, but I've never heard of Wigfield.
0: Well, she's the one that did the song. Field of wigs. Great, great one. Just, just say what comes into your head. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hey, that was a (laughs) well-crafted...
0: I did count jocular at the start, (laughs) so I can't really talk. Here we go. Oh, that's what you
1: were trying to sing. Shut up. (laughs) I thought what you you were singing was a 60s song. I know this song.
0: Well, there you go, by Wigfield.
1: Yeah, but I didn't know it was by Wigfield.
0: Alright, um, oh, my turn to read I haven't finished talking about Wigfield <laughs> 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 Wait a minute Welcome
1: to pod uh, the only UK Wigfield podcast I remember
0: Wigfield appearing on some Kids mor- kids Saturday morning show And she mm. was being interviewed and she admitted on that that she didn't like her own music And she was <gasps> into like Pink Floyd and, <laughs> and rock Get out of yeah. here <laughs> And it was like, you could see how awkward the hosts were well,
1: There's a story to be told That's fascinating. I want to know her story.
0: What? 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 what, Well, how
1: did she get into making pop music?
0: I don't know. Was she still doing it? She didn't even like it. I think, well, money. Isn't it? Money. Hmm. How does anyone?
1: I wouldn't know, Paul. I wouldn't know. Well,
0: Wigfield's still going.
1: Oh, still doing pop music or?
0: Oh, well, I don't know. She was still still going nine years ago. No, I think she's still doing pop music.
1: Does she wear wigs? <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, you've got your laptop, can no, Have a quick look. look.
0: No, her thing, it's not spelt W I G, it's W H I G. Like Whitfield or Wit What's our what's John Winfield? But well, no, that's, he doesn't have an H. It doesn't matter. Yeah.
1: Fine. I will read John's letter. John says, I grew up in a prog household. Like Wigfield did. Did Wigfield grow
0: up I in a prog household? I don't know. We're building this whole this whole story around Wigfield from something I half remembered from 30 years ago. Imagine
1: if Wigfield was John's <laughs> sister, so her name was Wigfield Winfield.
0: Wigfield Winfield, yeah.
1: Anyway, John grew up in a prog household, with older siblings playing a mix of Pink Floyd, Hawkwind, Yes, Supertramp, and yet no Genesis. This led me to naturally progress to rock and prog as my preferred genre. Thanks in no small part to the Friday Rock Show as I was attracted to Marillion from the very beginning. Sorry, I'm just going to have an interlude here. That's really weird because he mentioned Supertramp. And I wonder if, like, because my dad, I remember on long car journeys when I was, like, Mm. four, he'd play Supertramp and Pink Floyd and stuff. So I wonder if that, like, went into my
0: subconscious mind. Yeah, you didn't even know you liked the prog. I didn't know Supertramp was for prog. Yeah, pop prog, but they're prog. Wow. I think they are. Interesting.
1: Script for a Jester's Tear was such an important album album to the 14-year-old me. I loved it then and still enjoy it all these years later. This started my Marillion journey and I stayed true to the band up to Afraid of Sunlight. Again, another complete piece of work that I could not fault. These two albums bookended a great collection of work and I drifted away from the band at this point. The positive press around the release of Marbles rekindled my interest in Marillion, and I decided to give it a listen. Wow, I was not disappointed. An incredible piece of work, easily the best Marillion album, and so my journey began again and continues to this day, with the gaps now filled in. A point of interest for me is that the version of the two disc album that I bought contains the single track listing. And then a second disc of extras containing "You're Gone" single mix, "Genie," "The Only Unforgivable Thing," "Ocean Cloud," and "The Damage." So I never associated the song connections in the way that you have, based on your track listing. I think I'm almost seeing this album in a completely different light, based on the way you're analyzing it. For me, it is my favorite album. For me, it is my favorite album with script. Afraid of sunlight, clutching, and fear making up the top five. It's too early to tell where an hour before its dark fits. Sorry for the long email. Thanks both. Cheers, John.
0: Um, well, do you want, uh, I, I'm doing the next I'll, one, are I?
1: Okay. Well, it's probably better you do the super long one.
0: Okay. So do you want to do the one from uh, Commando? No, I can do the next one. That's, that's the one from Commando. John Nicholas? Yeah, Nicholas. Nick, Nick less Oh, my goodness. Commando. Wow.
1: John Go Commando. Yeah.
0: Com- That's a good one.
1: Commander Commando. Okay. The Commander says, To be honest, I've always struggled with the idea of Marbles as an album to be listened to from start to finish. With the exception of Still New, An Hour Before It's, an hour before it's Dark, I suspect it's the album I've listened to least as a whole. I think that the main reason for this is that Marbles came out shortly after my only son was born, and being the father of a newborn child left me little time for many things, including listening to music. Having given Marbles only a few listens, I therefore decided to rip my own single CD of the album, which excluded a handful of tracks. I listened to that version many times over the subsequent two to three years, until listening via iPod, phone or streaming became more of a thing. The tracks I excluded were Genie, Don't Hurt Yourself, Quite right. and Sacrilege, Ocean Cloud. Mm. Wow. That is controversial. Looking back, I would still exclude those three if I had to do it again. Interesting. He left in drilling holes. Okay.
0: Weird. Wow. And the damage.
1: And the d- damage, yeah which you know i like both of those but i know that many other people
0: Angelina as well he left it with a lot of people Yeah were but that. he
1: took out Ocean Cloud Genie has grown on me a lot over the years but don't hurt yourself always has been and still is too middle of the road for me Yes I know Ocean Cloud is a big favorite with many but it's one of those songs that i don't quite get The starting section and the melody of the chorus are very strong and they really do capture the vibe of a storm at sea however to me the rest of the song seems a bit too cut and paste no. and also drags a bit in the latter sections no.
0: <laughs>
1: sorry that's hilarious because we started this podcast with you talking about how perfectly seamlessly blended ocean cloud is
2: mm. all
1: right let's see commander continues those negative views aside the rest of the album certainly contains some of their strongest work ever invisible man is one of my favorite songs of all time by any band and i adore both fantastic place and the only unforgivable thing i do love the marbles tracks as despite the length of the whole album they do help bring everything together the other tracks are great but I will give a shout-out to the somewhat unloved Drilling Holes. There we go. As I do love it when the band have the chance to do something a bit more unexpected and left field. Mm. By the way, Setlist FM says Drilling Holes has been played 45 times with the last time at the 2015 conventions. Really? I'd hardly put this in the overplayed category Especially considering that the only unforgivable thing has been played a woeful thir- low thirteen times. Well, okay,
0: look, we wh- need
1: to look at Setlist FM. This do. is fascinating. I didn't know it did that.
0: What What does that tell you about drilling holes that I think is overplayed? I'll be w- interested to know how many of those have been at the conventions because that's my memory of it of them wheeling it out at every bloody convention. Well, there
1: haven't been forty five conventions,
0: no. But I have played it forty-five times. I don't yeah. know. We I, need to. I, do you anyway.
1: know what? That is an episode in itself. Going Set, through Setley's yeah,
0: their most played song. I had no least, idea. It let's did do that. that next week. We're going to go through the stats. Okay. Um, before we get to Leicester.
1: Brilliant. Uh, but yeah, right. only I,
0: unforgivable thing. I mean, that's, that's that is a travesty.
1: Only thirteen times. That is a one travesty. three. That's one three thirteen. Maybe it's. Too difficult emotionally. I don't know. To sing. Okay. So John says, it, no, is it John? Yes. Yeah. So John says, Big John. in summary, even today, I still don't know how to best sum up this album. And I can never decide where exactly to put it in my rankings of Meridian albums. It's still a strange one, which I rarely listen to in its entirety, but I am grateful that it produced so many brilliant songs. Anyway, thanks for the podcast and maybe see you in Leicester.
0: Maybe. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, well, you've given us, a, a, if mm. nothing else, Commander, you've given us a, an idea for an episode.
1: Yes. If nothing else. Thank Sorry,
0: you. that sounded really dismissive yeah, of your letter. Maybe. Thank you for your letter. Thank you. Thank you for your letter. Yeah. no, thank, And now I can't say now, it sincerely. Now he, now
1: he can't be sincere. Look, he's oh. he's caught himself up in a knot.
0: Ah, uh, um well our next letter is from George McKenna. Hmm.
1: Hypnotist.
0: Yeah, what's it what was that hypnotist's name?
1: I can't remember. I just remember his surname was McKenna. Paul McKenna. That's it.
0: The hypnotist. I got
1: one of his CDs once.
0: Oh yeah. Um
1: it was years ago. It's a and... concept album. <laughs> <laughs> like... <laughs> Maybe. I can't remember what it was about. Anyway, like his voice put me off because he sounded a bit like a frog. And he was talking very fast and uh, talking like this. It
0: sounded like a frog.
1: In my imagination. And I was trying to listen to it. It's like meant to put you into a, a hypnotic state, right? Oh. And I just couldn't relax. My
0: friend Tim uh, visited him to uh, get hypnotised out of being scared of spiders. Did he? Yeah, for one of his books. My oh, that's Tim really interesting. Moore, go and read his, his travel books. They're very good. But yeah, because he, uh, he was going to the jungle or something, he was terrified.
1: Oh, and wow, so did it
0: work? He said it sort of did, because I think in the session they put tarantula on him. Wow. Yeah.
1: But afterwards, since then, has he... I haven't talked to him about it. We need to talk to him about it. Yeah, this how is are fascinating. You with spiders
0: these days? All right, so uh, on to Paul McKenna's letter, his hypnotic letter. Uh, apologies in advance, this is going to be a long one as it's my first email to you. That doesn't matter, you can still be concise, George. <laughs> It doesn't just because it's your first time doesn't mean it has to go on forever. There's a uh, advice to all uh virgins out there.
2: <laughs> wow, <laughs> I
0: don't know whether to leave that in. Um, however, there comes with the promise that any future correspondence from Will for me will be considerably shorter uh, Pod has been my finest podcast discovery of this year and I binged every single episode you released within the space of a month Jesus Whoa, Christ that's
1: intense you're
0: insane George he says I must preface this by saying that despite considering myself a Merillian fan and being familiar with pretty much the entirety of their career I'm not someone who you would call the biggest Merillion fan in the world now you just spent an entire month binging a podcast about them but that's fine George um, there are several reasons for this, which I'll get onto. However, there are simultaneously a few reasons why they're a band I frequently return to and why they still hold a cherished place in my heart. One other important point to note is that I'm likely among the younger listeners of the podcast as I'm only 25 years old. Wow. You won't even know who Paul McKenna is.
1: Is he not? He's still around. He's on YouTube now. I don't know if he, if it's only his recordings on YouTube, though.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Need to look that up. Anyway, I will. I'm gonna. I'm gonna skip bits of your email in places, George.
1: Unless he died.
0: No, he didn't die. Oh my one god! One of them died. Paul McKenna is not dead. Paul McKenna is alive. He doesn't do. He used to have TV shows. He doesn't do those anymore.
1: He had TV shows. Oh man, you learn something new every didn't day. Yeah, he,
0: he released like sort of books and things. Yeah. that were called like I can make you rich. I can make. Is you it? Slim. Is he
1: the one that did that? I can. Help you stop smoking, which like people swear by. So many people that I've met swear by that book. Yeah. And if he is, I thought he died.
0: He's not dead, he's 58. Well, that doesn't mean anything. Well, no, it does. It means he's 58 and not dead. Well, people can die before
1: 58.
0: Paul McKenna's not dead. We're not a podcast <laughs> about debating whether Paul McKenna, the celebrity hypnotist, is dead or not. I am telling you because I am looking on the internet. He's Paul still McKenna going. is alive, Sanya.
1: Well done, Paul McKenna. You 58. deserve 58. You deserve a medal. <sighs> also, thank you for your work.
0: Okay, great.
1: I read his book about how to stop eating sugar and it it didn't work.
0: Great. Thank you for your work in one breath. The next breath, it didn't work.
1: Well, it worked. The first time I read it, it did work for like a couple of
0: months and then it stopped working. But that's not his fault. Okay, can we shut up about Paul (laughs) fucking McKenna? Yeah, let's move on. Fuck's sake. You made me swear twice now. I love hypnotherapy. Shut up about bloody hypnotherapy and Paul McKenna. I'm halfway through. We're well, not even halfway through George's letter. <laughs> you well, wouldn't take at face value the fact that Paul McKenna is still alive. No, I believe you. Oh, okay, good. Right, I'm moving on. Jesus Christ on a bike. I'm not really abusive. It's a joke.
1: Which bit was a joke?
0: All of it. Well no, I would like you to shut up about Paul McKenna. That's not a joke. In the middle of our podcast. Right, so the story of how George became a Marillion fan is as follows. They've been on my radar for a while, given that Progressive Rock is one of the most frequently attached labels to them, much to H's dismay, and I've spent much of my teenage years exploring prog bands old and new. Um, then he name checks Rush, Pink Floyd, Genesis, yes, and Stephen Wilson and Dream Theater and, ahem, Transatlantic. Ooh. However, I'd always been a little hesitant to give Marillion a shot, as the first thing I'd ever heard about them was when my dad, whose knowledge of the band was pretty much limited to Garden Party, Incommunicado and the Misplaced Childhood album, described them as a bit naff. <sighs> you have our permission to tip a bucket of water over your dad, George.
1: <laughs> That's not very nice. <laughs>
0: It deserved though, isn't it? Uh, under by his remark, I period- periodically dipped my toe into the waters of Fish Era Marillion. I tried starting with script, no luck. I tried starting with misplaced, no luck. I even bought script on C D, still no luck. I just couldn't get past the horrendously tacky AC's production and Fish's utterly grating, obnoxiously dramatic vocal style. Perhaps my dad had a point after all. However, throughout all this I was aware that Fish had left and been replaced by another guy with whom they were still making music. So there remained a beacon of hope. Uh, uh, yet by this point, I'm at uni and I befriended a guy who is a fan of fish Ear Marillion And who had offered me a few vague and not entirely convincing words of warning about what lurked beyond 1987. Ooh. I think the best time, I think now is the best time to confess that unfortunately, I still don't not, do not like the fish era. Fish's vocals still great on me, particularly on the first two albums, as does the production. Not to mention that I find some of the songs impenetrable. I actively cringe at Fish shouting, Innocence! in the middle of <laughs> Emerald Lies. Probably my least favourite Merrillian song I've ever heard.
1: Oh, Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. Innocence! Well, actually, I liked Emerald Lies when I listened to it last, didn't I? Yeah, mm. it
0: grew on us. Yeah. Yeah, on the remastered version. Yeah. Like that said, I've frequently visited uh, Misplaced Childhood and given Clutching the Straws its first true listen. and My conclusion is that the former is not that bad and the latter is a genuinely good album. But now we skip forward to 2017, a massive year in my life. This would be the year that I first travelled to Jordan as part of my university course, wow. which would also be the first time I've ever spent an extended period of time living in a foreign country. I'd already managed to pick up a copy of Fear earlier in the year and I'd enjoyed it a hell of a lot more than any fish material. So in the weeks leading up to my departure, I created a Spotify playlist containing every Marillion album, which I intended to listen to, on Shuffle. Needless to say given that I'm sending this email to you now I did eventually become a fan. What's more the bulk of this listening took place during that first summer in Jordan which still stands as the greatest couple of months of my life simply because of the fact that it was such a significant cultural and personal shock to the system which I managed to adapt to quickly and easily. Therefore a band that were essentially the soundtrack to that period of my life was sure to gain a whole lot of instant nostalgia points. It's also rather fitting that I've caught up with you just as you finish finished covering Marbles, as I think that album stands head and shoulders above everything else. Which brings me on to another reason why I'm not the biggest Meridian fan ever. Despite very much enjoying a fairly wide array of other songs and albums of theirs, I firmly believe that if it weren't for Marbles, I wouldn't consider myself a fan today. That is the extent of the pedestal on which I place this album. Wow. This leads me to a question I'd like to pose to you both. In your opinion, are there any bands out there that have one pivotal album that stands out so significantly from the rest of their (laughs) oeuvre that if it weren't for that album, you probably wouldn't consider yourself a fan of the band? Notable other examples for me are Yankee Hotel Foxtrot by Wilco and American Idiot by Green Day. So then George uh, lists his uh, top three Marillion songs of all time in reverse order and they are all Marble songs. Invisible Man, You're Gone and Fantastic Place. He says, drilling holes is another high point for me. I appreciate how one might deem it contrived, but I love the contrast between the wacky psychedelic verses and the subdued, almost lethargic choruses. Meanwhile, I absolutely adore both the intro and the verses in Angelina. However, comparatively speaking, I find the chorus to be a slight letdown. Exacerbated by the cringeworthy lyric, something wicked, something bad, something for your mum and dad skipping ahead to last year I did actually have a ticket to see the band in Birmingham on their light at the end of the tunnel tour but in my infinite wisdom I completely forgot about it and managed to book a holiday in Prague straight over the date of the gig well you know we, we can talk yeah we can't say anything um, thank you so much for being my podcast of the year hey, and I Yay. eagerly await your coverage of the final string of albums in the band's career yours sincerely George Paul McKenna
1: sense. I want to know what George thinks about the new album.
0: He doesn't say, but that's fine.
1: Have you listened to it yet, George?
0: Uh, are there any other bands with one album that stands oh. out?
1: Okay, my brain doesn't work like that. I'm going to need like three days to think about this.
0: I don't know. The, the only I one... know there are, but I just
1: can't think of it off the top of my head.
0: The one that springs to mind for me is because they only release one album, and that's the band Roy World which I've gone on about before, I think, on this podcast. Mm. The Roy World album is freaking amazing. And they split up after it came out. Aww. I love it. I had tickets to see them live and they cancelled the gigs because oh, they split no. up. I just, It's such a good album. Pop rock in a sort of slightly 80s style. Everyone go out and check out the Roy World album.
1: Oh, cool. Um, I'll, oh, here, I, here I go because my memory's not the best, but this stands out to me because it's just recent. Um, Taylor Swift... Taylor Swift's Folklore and Evermore albums. I know they're two. I'm obsessed with them. You are. But aren't I, you? I'm not really a fan of any of her stuff <laughs> previous to them. But they're, they're two. different, though,
0: aren't they? Really? Yeah, so they what?
1: are. I just love them so much. And so I thought, oh, I'll listen to her earlier stuff and see if I can click with that as well. And I just couldn't. Mm. Um, so those two. Uh, also. This one feels a little bit unfair. Mid Lakes, A Trial of Van Occupanther. That's, like, oh. top tier, possibly my favourite album of all time. And their other albums are okay, but... I, ha- I know just,
0: one that you're going to agree with. They're
1: just never... They're like, I can't... S- I think The Courage of Others is quite good, but it's... And, and, and Antiphon is quite yeah. good, but nothing's quite, like... Nothing quite reaches those soaring heights of the trials of Van Occupantha. What what about
0: uh, Lost in the Dream by War on Drugs?
1: Oh, yeah, that's another example. Yes. Okay, that's a better example because that's purely one album. Again, I was obsessed with that album. I'm still obsessed with it. I'm still obsessed with it. Like, oh, my God, I've listened to it so many times that it's just – Beyond Belief. I,
0: I Can't like, get into yeah, the other albums. I like some of the tracks on the other albums, but none of them no, just, are just close to the atmosphere. On
1: nowhere near as close. Yeah. Nowhere near as close. And you kind of go, how can they create such a masterpiece and then not even... Not even come close to reaching but it. But it
0: shows, doesn't it, that, mu- that music creation is is so much about luck, luck, and capturing lightning in a bottle.
1: Exactly, it's pure luck. Yeah. And I want to know, like, what was going on in their lives at that time? What What was what synergy happened that enabled them to create such a masterpiece? And why haven't they been able to recreate anything similar? Yeah. I don't know, but yeah. I'd love to know. I yeah. always get, no, this is this sounds a bit mean, so I don't know if you should put it in. I always get really disappointed when I try and listen to any of their other albums. Well, me too.
0: I mean, their latest one, I really like one of the singles that they put out beforehand.
1: Yeah, same, um, same. Because
0: it sounded like and, something and off like, Lost in the Dream. It just, like, gave me so much hope. And the rest of it is just, what I loved about Lost in the Dream was was the production as much as anything. Mm. Was It was very reverb and just yeah. gave it this otherworldly kind of, driving through desert's atmosphere yeah and then the new album just got rid of all that sort of nice that one depth. song kind of had it yeah yeah so I don't so know.
1: yeah there you go um I mean Taylor Swift I, I can I forgive her because it's like evermore and um folklore and evermore were so different to any of her other work mm. that you kind of go well fair enough if you don't see a connection between them yeah but yeah um, the war on drugs you definitely kind of go come on
0: guys come on guys do better, Make better <laughs> come be on easy. guys better you managed it before it's easy it's really easy Sanya says <laughs> I just, do just do that again but better
1: I do not say that I right do not last say letter
0: that. go on from our good old friend Pete pyjamas
1: yay PP pyjamas
0: PT <laughs> oh
1: you're obsessed now shh, shh. Pete says, you've covered it so well that there's not that much more to say. But Anthony will be happy. <laughs> I've said it before and I'll say it again. It's rare that I fall in love with a new Marillo album or song on the first listen. I think Marbles was the closest I ever got, solely thanks to Neverland at one of the early weekends. I don't care how many times they play it. I don't think I'll ever bore of it. I, I have. <laughs> Paul! <laughs> Have. Don't ruin Pete's letter.
0: Well, I could, there are other ways I could ruin it.
1: Like how? <laughs> <laughs> you like Neverland.
0: I do, but I'm bored of hearing it live. We've established this.
1: We need to look on Setlist.fm FM how many times it's been played live. <laughs> Next week on Biampod. Yeah, okay. Um, I don't think I'll ever bore of it. Though it took me a while to get my mind around the change in Rother's guitar solo on the album version compared to that original live version just a couple of thoughts about the other tracks one don't hurt yourself i'll agree with paul that it was always one of my least favorite tracks on the album but there's something about its re- relentless cheerfulness that i love hearing mm. if i haven't heard it for a while i subconsciously turn it up at the, at the start start again fuck's sake. i know i <laughs> know. If I haven't heard it for a while, I subconsciously turn it up and start singing along before I realise what I'm doing. I think my problem with it was always the repetitiveness of the chorus just being the song title repeated over and over again, which up until that point was something of a rarity in Marillion songs. In hindsight, this was nothing compared to the triple whammy of See It Like A Baby, Thank You Whoever You Are, and Most Toys. And two drilling holes, I'll defend this one to the death. Fine. Love it. Fight it out. For no apparent reason other than it's quirky and fun and different. I'll admit that I don't think it works too well played live, but it's pretty much an album highlight for me. And that is all. Please keep doing what you are doing. Bianpod and Digi are actual proper highlights of my week.
0: Aw, that's nice.
1: You're the highlight of our week.
0: (laughs) Such a suck up. Thank you everyone for your letters.
1: Thank you. Um, Whoever you are for your letters.
0: Thank you. Have you started listening to somewhere else yet?
1: No, I need to. Mm. I have been overwhelmed in recent weeks
0: Mm. with
1: other demands.
0: Yes, we have. But
1: from tomorrow morning, I'm starting listening to it. I mean, I have listened to it. I just haven't listened to it with the mind of making notes
0: on it. Right. That's Which is what I need to do. I have started doing that. Well, you're always
1: further ahead than me. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I know you want to say something.
0: No, I haven't got anything to say. I don't really know what to add. Um, to Pete's letter. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, the people now know what I think <laughs> about things. Um, we probably won't have another letter's bag until after somewhere else. So if you want to start writing in about that now. We've received our first somewhere else letter this morning. Yeah, I think it was from Chai, wasn't it? It was. And I saw the first line I, I oh i
1: saw the title somewhere else and quickly put it in the biampod folder without because i have to try not to read anything <laughs> in case it, it influences my well done notes
0: yeah i'm i'm so curious to know what you're going to make of it,
1: it mm. well you kind of know because we did listen to it once together yeah in the car but i need to listen to it like fully in depth alone with headphones
0: on. Make sure you listen to the two B-sides as well. Oh. Circular ride and um, say the word. Okay. Uh, so next week then, let's do an where We're going to go through the setlist FM.
1: Uh, yes. both played tracks. Let's write down a note to make sure we see how often Neverland's been played. I can tell you. Are you going to tell me now or are you going to say well, let's, next let's week? Let's
0: do it as a teaser for next week. All right. It was first played on March the fourteenth, two thousand and three.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It was most recently played on May the fourth, two thousand and two, on the cruise to the edge. It has two thousand and two, two
1: thousand
0: twenty two. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it has been played in total by Meridian three hundred and eighty two times.
2: Get out three
0: hundred and eighty two times, which makes it their fourteenth most played song.
1: Oh, are you able to do a... Can we do a Twitter poll or something to see if people can guess, without looking at Setlist FM, what song people think is their
0: most played song? People tell us on Facebook and Twitter. Go tell us what you think.
1: Without checking checking Setlist FM. What you think
0: most played song is, given that Neverland is their 14th most played. Now, I will ask you, Sanya, and we'll reveal it next week, what do you think is their most played song? I would have said
1: Neverland. But it's number 14.
0: Don't don't forget, Neverland didn't come out (gasps) until 2004.
1: Okay, I've got it. Garden Party or Market Square Heroes. We'll find
0: out next week.
1: Oh, that's actually... H sings Garden Party more than he sings Market Square Heroes, I have a feeling.
0: So I'm going to go for Garden Party. Okay, I'm having a stretch. Uh, We'll reveal next week whether Sanya was right or wrong. Do you know the answer? Yeah.
1: Oh, you're not going to give it away, Oh, you? I've got to wait a week. This is horrible. (laughs) I might have to go and look it up
0: myself. No! You're
1: going to make me wait a week. You know what I'm like. put it this
0: way. You'll look at a funny cloud and you'll have forgotten. And you'll have moved on to the next 10 things. (laughs) In quick, (laughs) rapid succession. That's true. Yeah. All right, everyone. Um... You can go support us on Patreon, www.patreon.com, slash MrBiffo. Don't think we'll have a bonus ep this week, but we will have others. There is other stuff on there if you want to sign up. Uh, And it's just supporting the podcast, which is lovely of you. Thank you.
1: Thank you. You can do
0: it for just a pound a month. One pound for all this entertainment that we give you. It's got to be worth it, isn't it? I'd have thought so. Uh, Hey, if you want to buy a Beampod t-shirt and wear it in Leicester, and then if we see you in it, we'll go, Hey! We do that. We do that podcast. I need to find my Green Bianpod T-shirt. You do. If, uh, thanks for interrupting. If you want to do that, if you want, uh, links to our Redbubble store uh, in the description, along with the links to that blog post. Yes. Uh, so once again, thank you to all the letters, writers. Go subscribe, tell people about us, blah, 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 and we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. Thank you. Love you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye.